Nobody, I don't care who they are, nobody gets to have permission to mistreat you. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Hello, my queen. Coming to you with a necessary conversation for hate to admit it, people-pleasing women like us. Um, I think that most of us listening to this have done enough work on ourselves to become self-aware of the people-pleasing that we've done in the past. And maybe you're like me, where you think that you're living an authentic life now. You're, you know, letting your yes be yes and your no be no, and you're you know, you got good people you're surrounding yourself with and you've got your boundaries intact, you know your preferences. And then there is that one situation in your life, that one relationship, that one that just continues to blindside you. And this was an experience that I had recently, and I've talked a little bit about it on this podcast. And the last time I, I discussed this, I said, I don't have all the answers. I just gave you the one that I had gotten that day. So you can go back, and I think it's something about how to unhook from toxicity. And I've been in my, my journey of how do I behave? And the next thing that I have been confronted with is something that's been very, very hard for me to admit, which was my own truth in the situation. Because the positive, well-meaning, lighthearted, let's make it work for everyone else, hey, it's not that bad, you can do anything for a short amount of time, Gina, like that old part of me cannot simultaneously simultaneously exist with the queen in me. And just like you, the more work you do on yourself, the more the queen emerges. And, and the Bible talks about you can't serve two masters. You, you can't be the two different parts of yourself. You can when they're dissociated. But when, when you start to integrate, there's just no room for Little Miss Perfect. There's no room for the martyr. There's no room for the, 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 the people pleaser. And my truth was like emerging like this, this little bud popping out of the soil. And I didn't want to admit what my truth was. I didn't want to admit the in this situation that my truth had a very big N little O period connected with it. And I tried to override it. I tried to negotiate with it. I tried to say it was going to be okay. And 
because I was listening to the queen within, and this is what I, I want you and I to take a stand with together, the queen within you has her truth as well. And our truth has got to be good enough for us. And there are any range from people that just have a different preference than you to people that are just unpleasable no matter what you do and everything in between. And this situation I was confronted with, I was really, really amazed at how foreign, how unfamiliar it was to not only deeply consider my preference, but to voice it, to speak it, and to stand by it. And it, it made me aware and realize how many countless times I, si I silenced my own voice, I diminished my own preferences and desires, I didn't, I locked them away and didn't let them see the time, let them meet the, the, the light of day because I was so obsessed. When I say obsessed, I mean so programmed, so conditioned to make all the circumstances okay for everyone else so that nobody else would be upset, uncomfortable, unsatisfied, Except I was all of those things. I was uncomfortable. I was unsatisfied. And this process of not even becoming the queen in me, because she's in me and she's in you, this process of allowing her to emerge, center stage, in love, it doesn't have to be an adversarial situation for you, even though the other person may very well experience it that way if you're not going along with what he or she wants. And I took out all of the fight when I unhooked from the entanglement. And then there became this very clear and clean preference that was like just shimmering in front of me like a crystal ball. It was so clear. It is so clear. It was so clear. <laughs> and then I found the, I want to say courage, but it was really, I found the self-love to express this clarity. And when I did, I was free and I was flying high and I was exuberant and I was, I was more me than I can ever remember being. I think for a solid 12 hours and eight of those were when I was sleeping. And the next day, after I communicated this message, the doubt started flooding in. And it wasn't a tsunami, but it was definitely a second guessing. Did I do the right thing? Should I have 
been more anything else, more lenient, more generous, more understanding, more accommodating, more should I, should I try to, again, like all of the, did I do something wrong? What if I, what if I did do something wrong? And then something else miraculous happened. I actually gave myself permission to not have to get it right. Like in leaning in to my truth, which was very foreign for me in this particular area, I actually gave myself permission. You know what? I I grasped on to the strands of truth that became clear and available to me. And I said and asserted what felt real to me. And I never noticed how illegal I've made it for myself to not get it right, to not like make sure I was getting it right for someone else and being there for someone else and and like making sure I was like taking the high road and, and do the right thing. This does not mean I've always done that, by the way. This just means this is the programming. And this this particular situation, I was going slower than ever. I was being more mindful, more conscious, more intuitive, using all the skills. Like I really wanted to get it, get it right. I wanted to graduate. I didn't want to have to go around this mountain again. And if you have what seems like an impossible situation or relationship in your life and came from this compliant, people-pleasing perspective, I know you know what I'm talking about. And then I was like, what if this is like a batch of brownies? And like the first time I make it, I don't get it perfect. But you know, it's still a brownie. How bad could it really be? Like there's some essence of the brownie that's, that's still there, even if it's not as chewy or as moist or this, that, or whatever. And I actually gave myself permission to not have to be perfect in this situation. I knew my heart's desire. My heart's desire was to be loving and considerate and compassionate without self-abandoning, without going invisible, without just staying hooked to the previous programming. And in that, I've given myself so much freedom. I am not here to say that I have um, no emotional residue of, you know, is the other person going to be okay? And and what's the other person thinking? And, you know, I'm I'm not super indulging there. And just the other, did did I do the right thing? Am I going to regret this? And just like I sat and I, I looked out in my backyard and I saw the bright summer, the, the bright red roses of summer. And I saw the green, green, green trees and the blue, blue, blue skies. And when I was in this funk, in this phase, I was like, I could see it, but I couldn't experience the beauty of it. And I said, that is unacceptable that I will allow a level of 
fear, a level of confusion, a level of insecurity, a level of did I get it right? All of this, this negative lower vibe that, that I can't actually experience the, 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 this beauty that's right before me. No, uh, that I will not tolerate. And I had to up my emotional maturity. I had to give it to God. I had to say, you know what? My preference counts too. And there's a reason I have the preference that I do. And it's not because I'm mean or bad or selfish. There is a reason. And if there's a boundary that you want to set, if there's something that you need to communicate or say, I bet there's a reason for you as well. And the more women like us don't need our preferences to be right for anyone but us. And that's the other place that I got to. There were a bunch of well-meaning people around me that I, not a bunch, a couple of people that I've confided in. And they actually gave me the opposite advice of the direction that I went in. And I just, I, that, like normally like the validation would have been really important to me. And it's just my own destiny knew I, I needed to do this. And whether I do it differently in the future, that, that remains to be seen. And it was only, it was like party of one, meaning I got to a place where I only needed my own validation. And if today you are faced with a confrontation, a decision to make, a boundary to set, a, a way of being or showing up so that you're not cowering and not you're not going invisible and you're not self-abandoning. I want you to know that there's a reason you have the preference that you do inside of you. There's a reason and it's a valid one and it's yours and that gets to be enough it gets to be enough and you get to take this step and then you get to take a next step and if there's a different step that you need to be guided to take in the future then god will be there with you but i gotta tell you nobody i don't care who they are nobody gets to have permission to mistreat you. And it doesn't need to be a clinical mistreating. It doesn't need to be a legal level of it. It gets to be based on how you feel about it. And you get to decide and you get to declare. And in fact, you must. It is time for women like us to have this be the new normal, that you know your preferences, that you state them, that you stand in them, that you're not quivering in fear of the consequences that are going to come. And it's not that other people won't have their choices and respond with whatever level of retaliation or withholding of love or slandering, demeaning, threatening, attacking, any of it. It just means you won't be afraid of it. And this, my love, is you getting bigger 
bigger than the toxicity, bigger than the fear, bigger than the wound, bigger than the fight, bigger than the entanglement. When you unhook, and one of the tools I'm finding for unhooking is really listening to you. Not to your fear, not to the manipulation, not what other people are going to say about you, not the, the paralyzation that you'll go into even thinking about what the consequences are. Your preference and your truth. And then we get it, and it's the truth that's going to set you free. The truth that will set you free. The toxic dynamics that consciously or unconsciously you've been a part of, you get to free yourself. You get to free yourself. You get to free yourself. So much so that you sleep solidly at night. And when you wake up in the morning and you look out at your backyard and you see blue sky and green trees and red roses, that you're able to really receive the majesty of it and soak it in that you're going to be able to experience life in its fullness because that's who you are. And other people have a, a, a different set of wounding that as much as you may have tried to help be there, soothe, satiate, it's not your job. It's not your job to make other people happy. It's not your job to make other people's bad behavior okay within a a family system or a work dynamic or any of the above. Your job is to live your life with fullness and freedom and confidence. So that's what I want you to go do today. I want you to become aware of your truth. I want you to see it so crystal clear. And then I want you to soak it in. I want you to like really anchor it. Like I had to play it over and over and over again. How, like I, I like tried my truth on like an outfit. Like I was wearing, I was like, how does this feel? And I can't say that it felt amazing because the circumstances don't have the ingredients for amazing. But I did sense relief versus feeling suffocated. So when you can find the higher vibrational emotion for your set of circumstances that are connected with your truth, mine didn't feel amazing. It doesn't feel amazing for me always to confront, set boundaries, um, be visible, but I did feel relief. And I do feel relief. And I also feel relief that this is a new emotional muscle that I get to build and that I get to get stronger in so that it's less confusing in the future, that it comes out more quickly and easily, 
that I have less patterns, fewer patterns of any form of bondage or dismissiveness or, you know, any kind of feelings that don't have me thrive. So I want you to take a look at your life today and make sure that how you're living your life is you showing up for you, that you, how you're living your life is by design. If you need to redesign a relationship, a situation, a dynamic, well, queen, you've got the power to do exactly that. All right, so let's pray. Ah, dear God, we, we thank you for the freedom that exists with you. We pray for the healing of hearts of everyone involved who's in pain, experiencing any form of emotional, mental suffering. We ask that whatever has been broken would be made strong. We ask that you would show us how to see ourselves in the way that we haven't seen ourselves. That we would be led to loving ourselves in ways that we haven't always loved ourselves. In ways that it hasn't always been shown to us to be loved. But today that gets to change because we ask that your spirit fill us with the pure consciousness of love and power and peace and wholeness that every human deserves. And we pray all of this believing, amen. Amen, amen, my loves. I'll close with this. You know, this situation has um, taken almost all out of me on a physical level, emotional level, spiritual level. I've just been drained. I've been sleeping a lot. And I haven't lost sight that my home and my marriage is a sanctuary. And I would say to Glenn every day going through this, I'm like, I'm so like, I don't even know how women go through these kinds of challenges or heartbreaks in life without having this solid support of a a partner, a loving, like emotionally strong, safe place. And one of the things that I'm um, very, very excited to share is that after many years of many requests, Glenn and I are teaching together a legendary love course. So if you want to get in on the sneak preview, um, we are going to be doing a three-day free preview. So you can, if you're new to us, you'll find out all about our love story and creating safe and healthy relationships. This is um, for women who are either looking to call in love or, or are in a dynamic where it just doesn't feel as loving as you'd like it to be. So check out the link in the show notes, or you can go to divineliving.com forward slash love and get yourself in on the list. We've got um, just the sharing of what we know of almost a two-decade relationship, um, where I always say Glenn is the easiest part of my life, and he has 
recently just been even more profound than ever. So if you are looking to create that kind of uh, romantic love relationship, come join us and check out the link in the show notes. Lots of love.